0: The Penguins won a wild one on Tuesday night, and on today's episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast, Pat and I are going to recap that game, plus get you all set for the second half of the back-to-back against the Montreal Canadiens. You're Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins,
1: part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every
0: day. Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Hunter Hodes. You can follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Joined by my co-host, Patrick Damp. You can follow him on Twitter at Center for And you can follow the show's Twitter at L.O. Penguins. Of course, thank you all so much for making this your first listen slash watch of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And finally, today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase pat i just have one question for you to start off today's show do you believe in miracles do you, do mean, you believe in miracles because how scored not one power play goal on tuesday night but two power play goals on tuesday night the first one beautiful play with Sidney Crosby and jake gensel where has that been for the last month the second power play goal an amazing deflection by jeff carter of all people, nice shot from Latang from the point. But Carter, that deflection in front of the net, that was awesome. And yeah, we can get in, we can be nitpicky with the power play and say how the first unit still struggled a bit at times and it did. Like the movement was still needs to be better. But we're not going to discuss that too much in detail for this show because they scored two power play goals and finally won the special teams battle in a game for the first time in a long, long time for once the power play decided to wake up and I at least saw a little bit of progress from this union, even though it's not even close to being back. Let's say that I finally saw some progress.
1: Yeah. You definitely have to be happy at least a little bit with the effort on, on the power play last night. The, the, the first goal by Gensel is kind of what they've needed for the last month is It wasn't anything fancy. It wasn't anything crazy. They moved the puck efficiently, got the puck on net, and it went in. And they moved the puck quickly enough and moved bodies quickly enough that it caught Arizona sleeping. It caught Arizona and the goaltender out of position. And that's what led to a goal. And then the Jeff Carter goal is what I have been preaching all season long. They just planted Jeff Carter right in front of the goalie. And he made a nice deflection. It was because if you go back and watch that goal, that Jeff Carter's his his second of the game, might we add, his power play goal. That puck was tracked very well by the goalie, and as soon as Jeff Carter gets a stick on it, exact opposite direction, he can't track it anymore, and it's a goal. It was a textbook deflection. So last night you have to be happy with that power play effort. Yes, in the middle between the first goal and the last goal on the power play, there it wasn't. It was kind of a lot of the same, but. You do also, I said this uh, after uh, Lawson Krause scored, we, always, we do have to consistently remind ourselves there are two teams playing this game and the other team is allowed to make nice plays and Arizona doesn't have a terrible PK. They did a very no. good job of clogging the neutral zone and gumming up the works for the Penguins. So if they didn't win the opening faceoff on the power play, it was going to be a struggle.
0: Right, full disclosure, I do think the power play kind of stunk between the first and the second goal. Last night, you had Evgeny Malkin, and Eric Carlson running into each other, then that led to Gino just basically slapping the puck all the way across the ice in anger. He, he was not happy after that, to say the least. But you're able to get the second unit on, LeTang running it from the point, gets that nice shot on net, and it looks like Ingram has an easy save, but that deflection from Carter was really nice. And dare I say, maybe um, it was a little bit of a short sample, Maybe we want to put Jeff Carter and the net front on the first power play unit. Hey, you know, he had the two goal game last night. Maybe, maybe you could do that for a game or two to try to see if that can also kickstart the unit a little bit. But I will say Valtteri Pustin has been pretty solid since coming on to that top power play unit also has three points in three games so far, but it it does make quite a bit of sense to park Carter's big butt in front of the net and see what he can do. Because even though he's not even close to the same player that he used to be, let's face it, he can still deflect pucks in the net. He's shown a good ability to do that over the last couple of years. I like him in that spot. I, I would probably more argue it on the second power play. I was kind of just joking around with the first unit. But hey, maybe if the first unit starts really struggling in, and it was especially between the first and second goal, maybe you do that just as a way to, I guess, spark it a little more, see if he can get you a dirty goal that way or something like that.
1: I don't hate the idea because aside from the memes of me being a Jeff Carter guy, you look at the way they played on the power play last night, especially when they had the the puck in the offensive zone, they weren't afraid to shoot. The coyotes had 16 blocked shots last night, according to the official record. And they got seven shots on net on all of their in total on their power play last night across five attempts. And a lot of what they were doing last night, especially on the top unit when they were in the offensive zone, was looking to shoot the puck. And if I you're going to have that,
0: I the shoot-first mentality. Keep doing and if it.
1: You're, yeah, and if you're going to have that shoot-first mentality, regardless of what sort of power play configuration you're running, you should have somebody in front of the net most of the time. And we've seen it more than just last night. Jeff Carter is a solid net front guy. So if... That's something that you think you can pull off by just putting him in front and saying, Jeff, don't worry about anything else. Just stay in front of the goalie and deflect some pucks and pull a defenseman in with you to get some mismatches. I don't think it's the worst idea.
0: Right. now, I hear you on that. And that was the second of his two goals last night. The first one, I'll admit, Pat, that was a gorgeous deke from Jeff Carter going forehand, backhand, pass Connor Ingram. I did not think he had it in him for that goal. I will pull up the Shaq mean for everyone on that. I was not familiar with your game for that, but... I had nothing else to add. I thought that was a really nice deke on the goalie, and that was a big goal for Carter to get his second of the year before he got his third. And that also wrapped up a crazy first period. There was basically no five-on-five time at all during that first period. There were a lot of penalties called, some of which I disagreed with. I thought the officials were calling too many penalties in that first period, one of which was the Tristan Jari Pocheck. I believe it was on Jason Zucker, and he got – the puck with his stick. And I know Zucker tripped, but that was kind of a dive a little bit in my opinion. He He had the puck first before Zucker tripped. I don't really like that call at all, but there was almost no five on five time at all, all special teams in that first period. But Carter was able to tie the game in a big moment because it looked like the Penguins, even though they came out like a house on fire in those first eight to 10 minutes, They were kind of squandering it a little bit in that second half of the first period. But after Carter got that goal late in the first, the Penguins were able to find their game again and then really take it to Arizona those final 40 minutes. That was a massive goal for this team at a time where they really needed it. And the Carter goal
1: all around, just a very, very smart play by everybody involved. Carter recognized they had the numbers, so he bolted from the zone. Drew O'Connor with a very crisp area pass to get to spring Carter on the breakaway. And like you said, it's a good deke. It beats it beats the goaltender, and you just you can't be mad at that because you look at the way the Penguins have played over the past month or so, and that was trending towards another game that we have seen a lot lately, where they dominate for most of the first period or most of the game, and somehow don't come out on top. That goal completely sparked that team to tie it at two, and it kind of put that belief back into them of. Hey, okay, yeah, we got this. We can beat this team. This is not going to be, you know, it might not come right away. We might not, this might not turn into a four or five goal blitz after Carter scores. This might not turn into a blowout. But if we do, it, it was like we talked about yesterday. If we keep doing what we're doing, we keep pushing, we stay dedicated, we do what's working. It's going
0: to pay off. And last night it paid off. And that's what I said on Twitter after the second period too, because the Penguins, they had nine high danger chances alone at five on five that period. They also had 65% of the expected goals. And I even said, you do that again in the third, you should be able to win this game. And yeah, I know I have people come in mentions and say, Hey, I feel like you've been saying this for two, three years. You're right. I have, because usually the process leads to the result that you want in that circumstance. And for this case, it did. I know the Penguins have outplayed teams a lot over these last few years and they haven't gotten the result. Well, they did in this one, thanks to a power play goal, and then they got the empty net goal a little later on in the third period. The Penguins, honestly, though, could have been leading heading into the third. Half. Kenny Malkin hit the post in the second period, and Drew O'Connor also rang iron in that period. The Penguins were pushing all throughout those final 40 minutes. They were by far the better team. They were doubling up Arizona in shots. That was one of, I think, the best wins of the year for this team. It was a consistent effort throughout 60 minutes. There was maybe a couple lulls in play times. At the end of the second period, a little bit that final 30 seconds or so times in the first period, the PK struggle a little bit, but they're also missing quite a few players right now for that unit. But overall, I really like this effort from the Penguins in this one. They knew Arizona was tired heading in and they made them pay in this one. And now they'll look to make it two in a row against the Canadians. But overall, man, I, I, I'm just really pleased with the effort the Penguins showed. And hopefully this sparks something for this team going forward.
1: That's the closest thing to a complete 60 minute yes. effort that we've seen all season it's right up there with a couple other victories the other thing is like you said at the top it was very nice to see them finally win the special teams battle because if you look at this game other than Jake Gensel's empty netter not a single goal scored at five on five last night Uh, Penguins with two power play goals Arizona with two power play goals and so the Penguins were able to come out on top with the special teams battle scoring a shorthanded goal and two power play goals to win the game so That's a good sign. And hopefully it is a I don't want to say a momentum building win, but it's a confidence building win, because you could tell a lot over the past month and through this this recent winning streak, there was a lot lacking in confidence in this team's game. And hopefully this is something that kind of turns that ship around.
0: Did Jeff Carter's two goals spark the Penguins turnaround this season? Stay tuned for more to find out about that one. But no, overall, I agree with your points. It was just a big win for the team. And they will try to make it two in a row against the Montreal Canadiens. And speaking of that, Pat and I are going to preview that game in the second segment. But before we get to that, we got to tell you all about game time. You shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports. Music, comedy, and theater events near you. And with killer last-minute deals, all in prices, views from receipt, and their best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All in prices show your toll up front. So you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. You can also buy tickets in seconds with Two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download game time app, create an account, and use code locked on NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Again, terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code locked on nhl for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins Podcast. I'm Hunter Hodges, joined by my co-host Patrick Damp, of course. Thank you all so much for making this your first listen slash watch of the day. So, Penguins-Canadians, tonight, 7 o'clock Eastern start from the Bell Center. If there's one arena that I would love to go to by the time I am old, it is the Bell Center. It looks like an amazing arena when you watch it on TV. I would love to go there at some point. But the Canadians, they come into this game. Same amount of points as the Penguins. They did lose their last game, though, so they're and 12-13-3 and overall. But this is a Canadians team that is... Let's face it, they're not that good. I mean, they do have some talent, but they're still not that good of a team. You you look at their underlings for this year, they rank 29th in expected goals at five on five per money puck at 46%. They only have 47.8% of the actual goals. They have a minus four goal differential. They're getting, you know, okay goaltending, but this isn't a team that's built to Contend for a playoff spot this year this is a team that's clearly in a rebuild i know the penguins are traveling for this game it's the second half of the back-to-back but this is still a game that they can definitely win considering how bad the canadians have been this year though again i will say there is still some good talent on this team nick suzuki leads the team in points 22 and 28 games suzuki i think is probably one of the more underrated centers in this game Cole caulfield fresh off a big extension he has seven goals 20 points in 28 games caulfield is also a very solid player. Old friend Mike Matheson, five goals, 19 points in 28 games. That trade to this day still, I think, kind of annoys me a little bit. Sean Monaghan, who at least has played okay this year, eight goals, 16 points. Alex Newhook, he's a bit banged up, though. Brendan Gallagher, who's been there forever. We can keep going if you want, but there (laughs) is still some good talent on this team. But the more I think about it, the Penguins still should be able to get a result even though they're also middling as well this year against a Canadians team. That's let's face it. They're not good and they're not built to contend this year.
1: Yeah. One of the most impressive things to me, and I know it's a stat that a lot of hockey nerds don't like anymore is plus minus cool. Caulfield's an even on a team that has a goal differential of minus 21. So that's not half bad. I got to I got to give him a shout-out on that one. Minus one but goal yeah. differential,
0: at five-on-five five for my stat from earlier. Excuse me. Sorry.
1: No, no, no. It, their overall goal differential is minus 21, Ugh. and Cole Caulfield is somehow even through 28 games, which is pretty impressive considering the mantra for this team is they can't stop the puck and they can't put it mm-hmm. in the net either. So got to give a shout-out to him for that. But overall, I mean, this is another night in another team. That on paper, in theory, the Penguins should have a similar performance tonight that they had last night. They they have the better forward group. They've got the better defensive group, and chances are they've got the better goalie in Alex Nedeljkovic, who we're gonna imagine is gonna start tonight on the second half of a back to back. So, you know, kind of like we talked about uh, yesterday and on Monday, if there were ever a week to really get the horses going and start getting some momentum here. going into December and getting into the dog days of the NHL schedule, where you want to make your move and start making your move is right here because Arizona, young, fun team, a little bit more surprising, but not quite a contender, not quite one of the big boys yet. Montreal, dead middle of a rebuild, not a very good hockey team, not a lot of talent, struggling this year. These are the games that you have to win.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you overall. And honestly, this is, I think, a good part, of the penguins schedule even outside the toronto game this weekend i think if they win tonight this could be a good feel good win you get two in a row heading into that big game in toronto and then if you're able to win that one you have minnesota coming up next week you have the potential to really string together a nice streak here sure you play toronto in the middle of this stretch but those other three games you've already won one of them they're against teams that let's face it they're not that much better if not worse than you to be honest so this is i think a big stretch for the team, I think you have an underrated goaltender matchup tonight. I do think Alex Delkovic is going to start for the Penguins, and he's been obviously very solid this year. He has three point six goals saved above expected, two point one eight goals against average, nine thirty seven save percentage for shots on goal per money puck. But then you have Sam Montembeau, who has started twelve games, two goals saved above expected, nine twelve save percentage, two point seven eight goals against average. He's been pretty solid for the Canadians this year. He was good against the Penguins last year. If I'm a betting man, I know the Canadians haven't announced their starting goaltender yet. I would expect that he's probably going to get the nod tonight just because of how he's played this year and how he's played against the Penguins overall. This, I think, could be a really solid, under-the-radar goalie matchup for this game. And with how Adelkovic has played, I would give him the edge. But, hey, we've seen Montembeau play well against the Penguins overall throughout his career.
1: Right, and again, to what you were saying about why this game and getting two clean points is important, it doesn't even have to be two clean points. You can make this a three-point game if need be because it's not a divisional matchup, but to get two points tonight is important because, like you said, Saturday's Toronto, and Toronto's starting to get on a roll. Toronto's starting to find their footing Mm -hmm. and look like the Toronto Maple Leafs again. But then you go to the last couple weeks of the year here, and you have Minnesota on the 18th and they're, they're definitely struggling. Carolina, big divisional matchup, but they've been struggling, struggling this year. Bit, but that's still a very good hockey yeah. team. And then you close the year out with four extremely winnable games. You've got Ottawa. Who's one of the worst teams in the national hockey league this year, for whatever reason. And then you've got the Island, you got two games against the Islanders, but sandwiched between those two Islanders games, you've got the blues who just fired Barube as their head coach. Mm-hmm. So, You know, you don't expect them to close out 2023 with nothing but wins, but there's a very real chance they could string together a lot of points and put themselves right back in the race for the Metro Division by the end of the year.
0: And especially for a playoff spot, because there's still only a few points out of the playoff spot right now. So this is a big game for the Penguins. We'll see if they'll be able to win it. Just a couple of historical notes for tonight. Sidney Crosby, last night with the assist, he's now 14th on the all-time assist list, passing Doug Gilmore. He needs... Quite a few to get to Joe Sackick and then Nemerio and then Marcel Dion. And then on the NHL's all-time points list, Sid needs just one more to tie Paul Coffey for 14th all-time. And two more points to be 14th overall. Then needs three more to tie Mark Recky at 13th. And then nine more to tie Joe Thornton for 12th. So Sid's probably going to get that, I would say, by the end of the year at this point for the NHL's all-time points list. It's pretty cool that he's rising up the ranks pretty fast. You yeah, never heard
1: it. Never heard of any of those guys. Bums, all bums.
0: Yeah, they all stink. They're not <laughs> all-time great players or anything like that. But
1: yeah, nothing, nothing to, really to add to that. Great players, and Sid's very much taking his place in in the
0: history of this league. Absolutely. Again, top five player to ever play this game, and it's going to be that way for probably I think forever, to, to be honest. But I think that will do it for this second segment. Coming up to end the show, it's Wednesday. You all know what that means. It is Warrior Helmet Wednesday. Pat and I going to give our Warrior helmets. And yes, I know Pat is salivating right now to give his warrior helmet to the, the jersey behind him I, I know it's coming pat I, I just i want you to know that i know it's coming and you want
1: people to listen to the third segment or do you want them to skip it come on
0: no no <laughs> i want everyone to listen to it but i'm just letting everyone know we all know what pat's pick is going to be but before we get to that We got to tell you all about Sleeper, which is the official daily fantasy app of the locked on NHL network. Sleeper is a number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey. Because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. You can do this by yourself. You can do this with your friends. Heck, you can even do this with your family. and You don't have to do just hockey. You can do NFL, NBA, MLB when that starts up next year and college football, especially with bowl season about to be underway. All you have to do is pick whether studs like Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, Nathan McKinnon, Eric Carlson will record. Goals, assists, plus minus, you can throw goalies in there for saves. And to win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Penguins fans. You can win 100 times your money playing daily fantasy hockey with sleeper. Start paying attention and nail your picks so you can start winning big. Use promo code LOCKED ON NHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code LOCKED ON NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, we're back here on this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Hunter Hodes, joined by my co-host, Patrick Dam. So, Pat, we teased it for this final segment. Give everyone your warrior helmet for this week. We all know who it's going to be, so just say it.
1: It's Jeff Carter. It's big yeah. Jeff Carter. But here, like, here's the thing. You look at this past week, there actually wasn't a large uh, sample size for us to pick from, and there wasn't a whole lot that happened that was really worth celebrating. So... It kind of has to go to Jeff Carter by default for a two-goal performance, both of which were special teams goals, shorthanded and power play. And you know, we know how good the penalty kill has been this year. It's been uh, under underrated, almost known strength for the Penguins this year. So putting a shorthanded goal on the board to tie the game, that's nice little bit of business. And then scores a power play goal in the first time to, in the game where they break the historic streak or the franchise historic streak. He gets the second power play goal of the game. That also turns out to be the winning goal of the game. And just this kind of goes out of the purview of Warrior Helmet Wednesday, where we do just the week that was. But I don't want anybody to get too excited here. But the last two Penguins wins, Jeff Carter has the game winning goal. We all got excited about Jari's goalie goal as well. We should have. It was historic and awesome. But Jeff Carter... Scored the game winner against Tampa, and which was the last Penguins win before last night against Arizona.
0: I'll say it. I will also give my Warrior helmet to Jeff Carter. I was actually going back and forth between him and someone else. I almost gave it to Jake Ensel because of the level he played at on Tuesday night, and he's been great overall all year. But you can't waste a two goal performance from Jeff Carter, and also. Carter is the first player since Jake Gensel in 2019 to score a power play goal and shorthanded goal in the same game for a Penguin. First Penguin to do that in four years. That's pretty awesome. So that's one of the reasons why I'm giving him that. But overall, he just played a sound game, was good on the PK, good at five on five, good on the power play. I think this was easily his best game of the year. And now you don't need him to play every game this year, especially when this team gets healthy, but if you can manage his minutes, maybe stick him in front of the net on one of the power play units just to deflect pucks, maybe you can get something out of him before he walks off into the sunset after this year. And Pat's right. There wasn't too many players to choose from over this last week because of the losing streak, but with that performance on Tuesday night, I have to go Carter. But if there was a 1B, I would go Jake Gensel because he's played at a very high level this year and had a great game. His effort on the empty net goal was tremendous
1: no, it, it was amazing and back to to carter for a minute you know rossi was on the beat for the athletic last night for the game uh and his recap kind of put into perspective what jeff carter means to this team and you can tell that w- we've talked about it on the show before he's got a he commands a ton of respect from the big guys in that room from crosby from malkin from chris letang to Marcus Patterson on down. And I know that we, as fans, we focus so much on the results. We focus so much on the statistics. We focus so much, even on the aesthetics, you know, this guy doesn't look like he's playing all that. Well, his game's looking kind of sloppy. You can't, and I've said this on the show before you can never overestimate the human element of sports. And the fact that these guys like Jeff Carter, a lot, Jeff Carter, helps them keep an even keel. Jeff Carter keeps this locker room together. That is a big thing because, you know, you look at a lot of teams that struggle and ultimately fall apart. There aren't people there to hold it together. When the burden is placed solely upon the big names, they can crack pretty easily because if you have to do everything and you get no help, as we saw last year, things fall apart. And, having a guy like Carter in that room to just keep it even keeled and has the respect of all the guys who are supposed to drive this train. It, it's
0: not unimportant. And you saw it in the video that the penguins posted in the social media. They were joking around with Carter by giving him the helmet that they give out after every win. And he was smiling just crazy just the entire time. And you can definitely tell just based on that video and overall with what you said that they still respect him quite a bit. You know, he's been around for a long time. He's won a lot of games, won championships, and that's only going to continue throughout this year. And even I think after his contract runs out after the year, but I think that'll do it for this episode of the locked on penguins podcast. Thank you all so much for listening to slash watching this one. Pat and I will be back with another episode for you all on Thursday to recap this game against the Canadians and then get you all set a little bit for the Dubus bowl on Saturday. We'll do a full preview on Friday, but we'll have a recap for you all on Thursday again. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll talk with you all on Thursday.